to Creeping Wave Radio, a documentation of our decidedly creepy escapades here on Mind. once the mics go off. Ah, another glorious day in early retirement. You said it. Nothing to do but relax and drink in the sights. Speaking of which, here comes the dames. Esther, Norma, Gladys, where are you lovely creatures off to in such a hurry? Hey there, fellas. Up for a friendly game of shuffleboard? (laughs) You go ahead, baby cakes. I'm staying right here in this lounge chair. Aw, come on, boys. One last hurrah before the festivities begin. Oh, we've been getting festive all morning. Thanks, Norma. <laughs> oh, heavens, don't be like that. Grab a cue and come along. I'm quite ready to bust some heads, I don't mind telling you. No can do, Gladys. Standing up would seriously harshen my buzz right now. Oh, you old farts are no fun anymore. Yeah. Old farts? Yeah. Now see here, madam. Ah, blow it out your old wazoo. It's hard to believe that you three bumps on a log are Napoleon's grandpappies. Napoleon? What's that creepy little bastard got to do with anything? A fine way to talk about your grandchild. Especially one who still comes to visit. Napoleon's here. Oh, yes, right over there. Interviewing Bob and Walter for his little radio show. Uh, the I Mind. The You Mind, I think. Oh, my, yes, that's it. Oh, and did you hear the one they had a lizard man on? It was so good. Did I ever? Oh, I just love that part where Galley clobbers him. Oh, I can't wait to hear how this interview turns out. We'll just see about that. Come on, boys. Yeah, let's teach that little brat a lesson. Here, Esther, hold my bong. Mm. How do you like that? We have some time before lunch. Come on, I want to see how this goes down. Do you think it will come to blows? I'm just itching for a good brawl. So, if you're just joining us, uh, we're coming to you from Dwindling Palms Retirement Home for Aging Actors. I'm here with Walter and Bob. And me. And that's my, uh, well... Try co-host. Yes, um, my co-host, Dorcas Morlock. Now, Walter, you explaining that Finland and I guess all things related to it do not exist, right? Now, we're not denying there's such thing as a Finnish culture or even Finnish people. I mean, why would someone pretend to be Finnish for Pete's sake? We're just saying that the landmass of Finland doesn't exist. Never has. But, well, if you grow up your whole life being told you're in Finland, why would you question it? And it's not as if private citizens are gallivanting into the upper atmosphere to cross-check all the maps. Not yet. That day's coming, and boy, will there be a reckoning when it does. Hmm. So, all these alleged Finnish people are actually living... Where? Eastern Norway and Western Russia, of course. Of course. They just don't know it because the UN falsified all the maps. Well, maps aren't always accurate representations of the Earth. Uh, take the Mercator projection, for example. Mercator? I hardly know her. <laughs> Nap, I think you're going to have to explain. Oh, uh, well. When you try to project the image of a round globe onto a rectangular surface, like a map, you know, things get distorted. Makes sense. Go on. Um, well, the Mercator projection is the most common map of the globe in use, but it's really intended for nautical navigation purposes. It remains, uh, it maintains the distances between locations, you know, constant course and all linear scale remains equal in all directions, but... Ahem, nap. Keep it simple. 
But it distorts the size of things uh, as latitude. Oh, well, the size of land masses get warped near the top and the bottom. Hmm, you don't say. I mean, it shows Greenland as being the same size as Africa, which is quantifiably false. Africa's like 14 times the size of Greenland. So you see, the kid agrees. Maps are a lie. Well, in certain situations. Don't fight it, Finny. You're starting to come around. If people would just stop and listen to sense for one moment. Napoleon. Oh, uh, hey there, Grandpa. Grandpa, my ass. This is our turf. And who told you that you could take over our podcast? Your podcast? I thought we made it clear that you're not welcome here. Just a ding-dang minute. Who put you in charge of the comings and goings of this place? Yeah, we were just having ourselves a little chat. Where's the harm in that? And it's so nice to have someone actually listen to us for a change. You said it, Bob. At our age, the only time anyone pays a lick of attention to you is when they think you've gone and crapped your pants. And even then, it's only to hustle you out of sight. God forbid you embarrass them with your nonsense ideas. (laughs) Ho-ho! Not as if we actually have decades worth of life experience in our heads that they could benefit from. No siree. No, no. Anytime we try to give advice or even so much as a how do you do, they just smile and whisper, His mind slipping, the poor thing. He's not what he used to be. Or they drug you up till you can't make sense no how. We don't deserve to be hidden away like this. We had lives once. We're taking our dignity back. Yeah, being old's a crock. I'll second that. I can't believe you're saying this. Being old is amazing. Yeah, no responsibilities, no demands, and all the meds you please. Hey, no complaints here. Haven't you three ninnies figured it out yet? They ply you with booze and meds to keep you soft. And of course, there's no responsibilities or demands because no one cares what you have to say anyway. Now that's not true. We care. We listen to you. Honestly, I don't know where this is coming from. We never stop listening to you, in fact. Ha! That's rich coming from you. You lot don't listen to us, you just wait for your turn to talk. And then you just run at the mouth. There's no stopping you three. You're not fit to wipe the collective asses of Boris Karloff, Peter Lorre, and Vincent Price, let alone sport their faces, you imposters. (gasps) Just what are you implying? Nop, you son of a bitch. What have you been telling these people? The kid didn't tell us nothing. Didn't have to. Peter Lorre was a dear friend of mine. I attended his funeral in March of 64. God rest his soul. But you couldn't have. That's impossible. Yeah, you must be imagining things. I'm right here. See? Oh, give me a break, why don't you? You think you're the first hooligans who went and bungled up history? That's old news. Happens all the time. What, with the Berenstein Bears and Mandela and all that jazz? When you've lived as long as we have, nothing surprises you anymore. Now, if you'll excuse us, we were in the middle of a conversation with Napoleon and Dorcas. Now, what I'm not clear on is why the UN agreed to change all the maps. You'll be sorry. Napoleon's nothing but trouble. I'll say. Wait, am I? That's right. Naps in league with the devil. And buying Sasquatches. And commie pinko vampires, too. The kid has no scruples. You'll see. He'll be the end of this place. Uh, tell your wild tales to Rogan, you nincompoop. This is a serious podcast. Besides, we're breaking out of this here dump anyway. Wait, what? That's right, Nap. I've been plotting our escape since last night, when they gave me the door codes to move Great Granny's crap out of her cell. Quite a girl you've got there, Nap. Got a good head on her shoulders. You should hang on to this one, kiddo. Oh, uh, we're, we're not, um, exclusively... What exactly is about to go down here? I've reprogrammed all the door locks and surveillance system to shut down at lunchtime. You did? Really? Don't look so shocked, sweetie. I had a life long after you walked out of it. Oh, I know. It's just... After some of the things they had me tinkering with in World War II, this was a piece of cake. I doubt if the technology in this place has been updated since then anyhow. We all spit our meds out in the potted plants this morning, so we'd be on our A-game. Actually, we may have forgotten to do that. Yeah, no one told us any of this. First time I'm hearing about it myself. Of course you didn't. 
You three have been blazed out of your skulls since the moment you hobbled in here. Ignore them. Gladly. Esther, Gladys, and Norma will be standing by with the confiscated weapons those imposters smuggled in. I snuck them out of storage last night. These girls actually know how to use them. I've got my twin BP7s locked and loaded! Ready when you are, Dorcas! Not so loud, Esther. Sorry, just got a little excited. <laughs> then I ransacked the gardening shed, and I know the crochet club's been working on something special for just such an occasion. This is crazy! You have the door codes! We can just walk out of here like civilized people! That's why they kept me tranquilized, Nap. I'm through being civilized. Vengeance will be ours. Yes, sirree. I could do with a little vengeance. Same. There's the signal. The lunch cart must be on the move. Shut down in three, two, one. Okay, you coffin stuffers, come and get your grub. What is that? An arrow? <laughs> There's more where that came from. Take it easy, you old biddy. You're liable to hurt someone. The name's Gladys, and that was your warning shot. We're busting out of this place, and you can either stand down or find out how good a shot I really am. I say, let him have it, Gladys. No mercy. Patience, Norma. Patience. What the hell you old broads doing? Get down from that gazebo. Make us! Oh no! Not another one of these little uprisings. I'm calling for backup. Not without your walkie-talkie, you aren't. What the- What's the matter? You said I could keep it. I took the others from their charger beds and redistributed them to our operatives last night. Ready in the garden? Over. Standing by. Roger that. How about you, Crochet Club? You got your ears on? Over. <laughs> it's go time. Yeah! Get me out of here! see the truth or maybe didn't care I couldn't bear to share it the devil he had won I almost took my life I couldn't love who I'd become I turned myself on auto content within that place I had no more ambition I had no more to say I chose to be unhappy told myself I lost that fight I chose to make excuses I chose to wish to die I put myself on drugs just in hope to ease the pain continued falling deeper within the sunken place I'm fighting my demons they taking me down I'm fighting depression I'm in it to drown they calling me crazy I'm white jacket bound They say that I'm loco I'm bozo the clown Just open your eyes You need to wake up Sleeping in pain Living in a realistic nightmare on this path just to self-destruct I had to change my mental remember to be strong only I control my fire I did the work that's done I asked a voice within to stand with me throughout to know I needed self and to trash all of my doubts I reached out to my family they politely brushed me off don't let that hurt affect you don't let progression stop should I pull the trigger should I let it pop my brain has lost it my thoughts won't stop a battle with self the spirit is lost self-destruction but at what cost I turn in this direction Every time I met brick walls I turn in that direction Haters waiting on my fall But you can keep on capping And talking to yourselves Cause me, I keep on pushing I won't take no other L's Just open your eyes You need to wake up Sleeping in pain Living in a realistic nightmare Nightmare, nightmare 
lost and found I'm screaming loud but not making a sound Behind the shadows they continue to lurk With smiles big because they see me hurt Pull it together, gotta shake this off Forget your zombie, get back to the boss Grab your halo, then grab your cross Remember your rule, remember your sauce I'm tired of this nightmare, wake me up Shake me hard, then shake me tough Then I open my eyes, and what did I see? Lucifer was in the corner, pointing at me Good morning, dumb blind, and how did you sleep? My face turned white, pale as a sheet And my chest got heavy, I could not breathe But all I could say was, no, no, not me Just open your eyes, you need to wake up Sleeping in pain, living in the realistic nightmare, nightmare, nightmare I see the twins, baby like you, though I can't imagine why. Ah, what was that? They're throwing shovels. They're throwing shovels. You think I'm going to protect you after the way you three treated me? We're sorry, okay? But in our defense, we didn't thought this place was going to turn into World War Three. You still have your devil gun? Oh, no. I'm not wasting my bullets on you jokers. Not again. Are they firing crochet needles from a motorized bingo wheel? Don't just stand there gawking at it. Quick, get behind the lunch cart. Okay, I'll help you out if you promise not to rip on me for five damn minutes. No comments about my hair or my eyeliner or anything else you might pull out of your ass. Agreed, agreed. Just get us out of here. Give me a second. I have to evaluate our surroundings. What's there to evaluate? Just shoot one of these old fogies and turn them into a Sherman tank or something. No, I'm not shooting any people. Too bad you didn't have such high and morals when you shot me. How many times do I have to tell you that was an accident, Steve? <laughs> ah, no! They have drones! They have drones! Stop it, Adam. That's just a beetle. A beetle? That's perfect. How so? I need a, I don't know, a flying tank type thing. Thank you for your service, little fellow. Sorry about this. Ah! I'm going to be sick. It's this, or you can stay on the ground and take up work as a pincushion, Justin. All right, all right, it'll do. All aboard, assholes. Nap, wait for me. Uh, hold up, I want on that jalopy too. And you know you'd miss me most of all, Nap. So what do you say I spare you the tears and... Just hurry. Oh, looks like we're taking off. Nap, wait! Take me with you! And me too! <laughs> I've never been inside a mutant bug before. Make room for Gladys. Yeah! Grab my hand! I'll never make it! You girls are gonna have to form a chain, and I'll pull you up! <laughs> you got me! Oh, I got you. And I've got Esther. <laughs> and I've got Norma. Quick, 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 quick! Pull me up! I'm afraid of heights! Oh! <laughs> A little help here? Come on, Esther. Give me your other hand. Thanks, Dorcas. Oh. Right behind you, Nap. I don't care who you imposters are. Right now, we can use the extra muscle. Come on, shake a leg. Let's bring him on board, guys. Come on. Hey, welcome aboard. Girls? <laughs> it's 
just like old times again. Really? I mean, we did this kind of stuff on the regular? I've missed you, Nap. <laughs> Neat, I guess. Everybody, we are here with Dumb Blonde Rapper. Hey. <laughs> now, I I um I have first heard your song. I think um, you sent me a link on Instagram, and uh, I actually the first song that I heard was Realistic Nightmare, which is the song that's going to be featured in this episode. And I was just blown Real away. So, <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you so much. That was the first song that I really dug deep and just let all of my emotions out, you know, and just yeah. was like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I have to get it out. And it was such a release. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. No, that it was amazing. So let's uh, get to know you a little bit. Uh, now you are actually from Louisiana, right? I am. I am originally from um, Monroe, Louisiana. It's kind of up by Shreveport. And um, I met my birth mother for the first time. Well, I had known her like off and on, but I had really gotten to know her when I was about, that was 2006. And that was in Dallas. So I ended up living in Denton, Texas for about a year. And then I've been in Houston for 11 years now. Oh, wow. I know. It's it's home. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> um, I love it. <laughs> You're in San Diego, right? I am in San Diego, yeah. So um, yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a good place. So. I've never been to California. That's on my bucket list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a fun place. So w would you yeah. say that you're sort of a West Coast style rapper or? No, definitely Dirty South. You're definitely Dirty South. <laughs> definitely okay. Dirty South. Yeah. I've tried to um, bring my dynamics into West Coast sound. You know, mm -hmm. West Coast has their own sound and definitely North, you know, like New York has their own sound as well. And I, I like, you know, playing around on New York beats, but I just keep going back to the dirty sound. <laughs> yeah. that's, um, that's what works for that's, you. And you do it well. So. Thank you. You're yeah. so sweet. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Very cool. Thanks. So I, I do want to ask you a little bit about now what it, what first got you inspired to jump into music and then from there rap specifically? Yeah, so um, when I was younger, I was always singing and, you know, just playing around. And then in about high school, mm -hmm. um, I started just really singing a lot. And a lot of um, at school, people would rap, you know, they would rap on the on the lunch tables with the pens and pencils. And I would sing while they were rapping. Well, eventually, later on in high school, I started singing like the hooks for rappers and I would go to the studio and record with them and 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 that was what I did I was known as like the girl who sang the girl who did the hook for all the rappers um when I moved to Denton I really didn't get do much music I focused on getting to know my, my mom and my family kind of finding myself mm -hmm. when I came to Houston I came full force ahead I was like I'm gonna be a singer and so I started singing R&B, kind of popish music, and I could not like construct a song. I couldn't construct a, a CD. I couldn't do anything with, with singing. Just yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I kind of gave it a break for a little while, and I had a neighbor. This was in 2009 or 2010, and he rapped and had a studio, and he was like, you should try. And I was like, no, I'm not going to embarrass myself, you know? Mm -hmm. He's like, you should try. So... I did. And I, and he was like, that was really good. And I was like, that felt really good. So I'm going to start writing. And then my other neighbor on the other side was like, I do music too, but I do like pop, you know, like a Britney Spears type feel, but more like EDM club, you know, just this crazy vibe. And so we met in the middle and my first CD in 2013 was um, like popish, but rap meets pop. Oh, cool. And so that's how I got 
I started it. And as I started working with other artists in Houston, it started just going a little bit dirty south, a little bit more dirty south. And here I am. I'm, I'm, I try to make every song just different. I try to do something different just so I can test my dynamics. But all together, I just enjoy. I love rapping. It's, it's freedom for me. Yeah. You know? And you have a really great, really original sound. Thank so. you. Yeah, everybody's like, I can tell it's you when you when you rap. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. I want you to go, oh my God, it's some blood, it's some blood rubber. So while you're taking a drink here, um, your name, how did you come about that? That is normally the first question every single person asks. <laughs> I mean, I get it online, I get it in interviews, I get it anywhere. But um, so we started out with like Ms. Monroe, Elizabeth, because I'm from Monroe and it was just too long and it wasn't catchy. And I was like, I'm not feeling this. And uh, the producer for my first album, he's like, you need a name. He was like, I have the perfect name. And I was like, no, don't say it. I know what you're going to say. And he was like, <laughs> yes, don't block. Because I'm just so like, what? And sometimes I say stuff and I have to like listen to myself say it back again. I'm like, oh, OK, wait a minute. Why did I even say that, you know? And then it, it eventually evolved into like an empowerment thing because a lot of people play me like, oh, you know, oh, she's a girl, she's a woman and, and she, you know, she's not smart, she's dumb or she, you know, I can play her. And it was like, no, I let you think I'm dumb and then pow, like, you know, surprise, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And then a lot of times I like to play dumb with people. I'm like, I, you know, I get myself out of a lot of situations like what, you know? Yep. It's really just a dynamic. It's empowerment. It's empowerment for myself, you know, and I want to empower other people. You know, words, they hold meaning if you give them meaning. Yeah. And I don't give it meaning. I mean, it's meaningful to me because it empowers me, but it's not a negative meaning. I don't give it a negative meaning. Right. So, you know. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Now, you talked yeah. about people kind of judging you. Um, have you found that, like, when you go to do a show, you get up on stage. Um, are people surprised by the kind of music that you put out? It's definitely a shock factor. I've had people come to me and like, I thought you were going to sing. I thought you were going to be like this little innocent, you know, woman or girl. Or, and then you just like came, you know. And yeah. but I've, There's been crowds that I've seen just start jumping and hollering and just losing it. And that's what I, that's why I do music. That's what, that's the fuel that, fi that feeds my fire. Nice. Is People react like that. I love it. And then, you know, some people, they're like, I don't listen to female rappers. Or, I, you know, sometimes people have been like, I don't listen to a white female rap. And I'm like, but you didn't give me a chance, though, you know? So I get it from different ends. But majority, very supportive. People have been very supportive. And they're just like, wow. Like, I didn't realize that you were going to do that, more or less even capable of doing something like that. And, you know, so I love it. You know, power to the people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and I think that uh, it, it's speaking to a whole new audience. Like uh, we had the 90s and we had like uh, Nate Dogg and Warren G and Snoop Dogg and everybody. Uh, and, and they speak to sort of a specific type of life and a specific uh, sort of, you mm -hmm. know, a past, which is powerful. But you are coming from a totally different place. And uh, especially with Realistic Nightmares, is that a personal song for you? It is. It's very personal. And it, it was hard. It Actually, I mean, I'll share the experience with you. I I sat in a corner in my kitchen and I cried for like two hours. And I was like, I feel these feelings, but I don't know how to get them out. And I just started putting the pen to the paper and it just started going and it just started going. I didn't even have a beat. I didn't have any kind of instrumental, nothing. I just sat and I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And I turned around and I looked online for an instrumental. I bought one, put it to it, and it was there. Nice. It was like that, yeah. But I literally spent probably two hours crying and about an hour writing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, this, I just, I felt so much relief. You know, I got to the point where I was going through depression so bad and I kept asking myself, how did I get here? How did I get to this point? But then I started saying, wait a minute, why am I even trying to figure that out? I need to be saying, how do I get out of this spot? How do, mm -hmm. I, how do I emerge from this point? And that's what happened with that song. I really got to take myself from that place and, and move on to the next, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that was something. And you were speaking on uh, rap styles and Warren G and stuff. I think that's one thing that I always say is I'm, I'm more dynamic because mm -hmm. 
I grew up listening to, like, I had Alicia Keys, I had Blackstreet, I had R. Kelly, and then I would turn around and bump Spice Girls and, you know, Christina Aguilera and Third Eye Blind. And I and then my dad listened to country, so I would listen to, you know, Tim McGraw and, and Faith Hill. And it was like I just kind of took it all in and kind of made my own made my own thing, you know? Very cool. Yeah. It's kind of my own. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, that's, I really appreciate that, is that the, the whole feel of it is just something so fresh and so different from a lot of different artists that you hear. So you have a lot of SoundCloud rappers now, and they all have sort of a similar kind of sound and mumble yeah. rap and stuff like that. And what you yeah, do is a lot of um, uh, what do you call it? I'm going blank right now, but the <laughs> synthesizer or the mm -hmm. you know, um, I forgot what it's even called. But yeah, like my producer one day was like, "We need to do that," and try. I'm like. No, maybe one song one time, but not now, you know. Yeah. And I've actually had people reach out like auto tune. They're like, I really love how you don't use auto tune. You're just raw. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah. And like, I just want to be myself, you yeah. know. It's, it's about expression. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Everything, all art is about expression. So yeah, it's, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> now your videos, I've, I've seen uh, the Realistic Nightmare, and then you have a, a couple others out there as well. Yes. And uh, they are filmed by a specific production company? Yes, it's Blase Santana Films. Um, I met Blase while recording. I, I recorded a video with another production company, and he was helping. And uh, he called me like a week later and was like, I really want to you know, work with you, and I want to do my own thing, and you have vision. And we took off from there, and that's the only person I use now because he just gives me my freedom. Like that video, I told him, look, I need you to run to the store, get some chalk, get some red paint. I'm, I'm gonna go lay in this parking lot, get some caution tape. And he, they, you know, he went and and um, they went and they just were down with it. I was like, cover me in blood, put me right here, and they just let me go. You know, they let me. He lets me do what I want to do, and he, you know, he's he's great at what he does as well. So yeah, it works. It is. It's it's like an art piece in and of itself. It was really beautiful. Um, now you include a panda in a couple of your videos. Is I that do. That's actually, that's actually my spouse. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Very I put cute. him in all of, okay. So that's like my subliminal message kind of, a few people have caught on. That's crazy. Not many people have caught on though. That's where you caught on. But, um, yeah, that's my subliminal message. It's actually my subconscious. Huh. That's what the panda is, yeah. Oh. So um, I put him in and out of a few videos. He was in my bra and panties video, the freestyle, and he was in the realistic nightmare, and he will be in more to come. But uh, yeah, that's my subconscious. Oh, very <laughs> cool, very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's very psychological element to your rap. It, that's crazy. Nobody has really caught. There's really <laughs> been like three or four people that have caught on to that. You're like the fourth or fifth, seriously. Oh yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> that is a, I just, your videos are so much fun. And then you also have a YouTube channel as well where you do daily vlogs. And I do. I do weekly. I do weekly oh, vlogs. Weekly vlogs, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I collect data, double data, just videos and pictures and stuff from my week. And I uh, just kind of let people know what I do. Like this weekend we had Pride and yeah. um, I did an underground show here um, called La Playa. And just, yeah, I have fun with it. I have fun with my YouTube. I just started, what, that YouTube like a month ago, a month and a half. Yeah. And so I'm just building it up and just playing with it right now. <laughs> so, yeah, every week I just show people, like, this is my life. I need a reality show sometimes, but yeah, <laughs> it gets crazy. <laughs> Very nice. Now, um, what are some of the biggest obstacles that you face trying to get yourself out there and get people interested in your music? Um, well, marketing is hard in general because it's really just getting that person to give you a chance. Yeah. And that's what's that's what's hard. You know, people, we work so much and just other things consume our day, you know. And so for somebody to take just one minute, two minutes out, to really check something out, you know, what makes it me that they're going to spend that one or two minute on, you know, and that's what I really look for is, um, you know, the dumb blonde is a good marketing aspect. A lot of people see it and they're like, dumb blonde, what rapper? Wait a minute. I've got to see what this is, you know, and that's what's brought a lot to the table as well. But just really like trying to just get people like, hey, I'm a musician. 
check out my music, see what you think, give me your honest opinion. And when you ask people things like that, they feel included. So they're like, yeah, let me give it to you, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, how I try to get my music out, you know? Cool. Like, hey, listen to me, listen to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you gotta do. Just right. <laughs> keep putting yourself out. That's that's the difference between someone who's successful and someone who's a failure is just that one extra turn they were willing to put in. Right. So, because yeah. everything now, like especially I know everything, even past the music industry is financial based. Mm -hmm. You know, in order to market, you have to have the financial means in order to do this. You have to you have to have this website, financial means. You have to, And it's just all financial, financial. And it's like it kind of takes away from the art. And yeah. it's frustrating. To me, it's frustrating. So I really try to seek past the financial part and really just find ways to put my art out there to be seen without, you know. But when you don't spend the money, you put in the work. Yeah. You know, that's that's the... And so I, I put in the work. I spend 15, 16, 18 hours sometimes just sitting in front of a computer, sitting in front of my phone and just copy and pasting, you know, and just reaching out to people. Very nice. It's part of it, you know. Yeah. It's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you do what you love and you want people to hear it, that's part of the gig, you know, mm -hmm. is what it is. Now, what uh, ultimately would you envision for yourself? What would you consider to be uh, success at the level that uh, is kind of your goal? My goal is mm -hmm. I like to reach past the sky. That's I don't I actually thought about this the other day. I was like, I actually don't think I would ever be completely satisfied like I want to keep going and going and going and go I mean until like I probably will be like dumb blonde granny <laughs> rapper you know what I mean like I'll be on the stage with my wig and like turn up you know my <laughs> nice but I, I mean stability of course is is the utmost goal for anybody but sure. when it comes to my art I I just I don't I just want it to be I, I want to be a household name I want people to be like, wow, she, I really want to listen to her art. I want to watch her art. I want to enjoy her art, you know? With The Realistic Nightmare, a lot of people were like, you touched me with that song because I can relate. Or, you know, I have a cousin that's going through this. And and to hear those type things, those type of words made me want to do more of that type of art. Yeah. Because I know that it really can relate to people and people can express themselves through my music and that means the world to me, you know, yeah. and who want that, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't think, I think this past the sky is still not the limit. It's just going to keep going and going for me. Very cool. That's good to hear. You're just uh, always going to be growing and always going to be evolving. <laughs> always be doing music. <laughs> Very nice. <Always> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, um, you you seem to have a pretty significant following going on right now. Um, what are some of the things that you hear positive and negative regarding your work? Um, my, my, it's definitely grown. My audience has grown rapidly. It was quiet for a while and it just, all of a sudden it spread and I love it. I'm, I feel so grateful. Um, I, I have a lot of, lot of positive feedback. A lot of people are like, you know, wow, I didn't expect that. Or you are really talented, you're gifted, you know, and I love it. I love that people are so positive, you know. Mm -hmm. But I do get the negative people who are like, F off or, you know, yeah. get out of my way, you know, that type stuff. But I really just have to keep a positive mind sure. and a, and be positive still with everybody. You know, I don't know what that person's going through. I don't know what kind of day they had. I don't know what kind of struggles they're facing. And if you want to be, you know, a B, then be a B to me. That's fine, you know. I might be a Bag. There's no telling because I have a really sarcastic. You hear my lyrics. Yep. I can really jab at somebody, but I try to just stay positive and just keep pushing, keep it moving. Yeah. You don't listen. I'm not gonna beg you. It's just is what it is. You know. I hope your day gets better. Yeah. That's. Uh, they, they. I think there's a saying that says you're really not anybody until you get negative criticism. When you're right. getting in that right. echo chamber, then. But right. once you get that negative criticism, you're like, oh, you. You dislike me enough to where you're right. going to make a comment, right? That's... And I do get I do get negative feedback on my music. You know, mm -hmm. some people some people are as vague as you suck. You know, and some people really go in depth, like, hey, your producer should have taken some of these breaths out, or 
you know, there's too much synthesizer on this or your volumes are all, and I respect that. At the end of the day, I say, you know, thank you so much for your feedback. Thanks yeah. for taking time to check it out. I appreciate it. And I will take that into consideration, you know, because at the end of the day, that person still got to experience your art, you know, mm -hmm. they experience my music. And that's my ultimate goal. Let somebody, let other people experience yeah. what I have to say. So, it works. <laughs> it works. Very cool. Now, what have you found is the most effective way to get your music out there? That's a good question because that's something that I struggle with every day. Mm. It's what's the next step? What's going to make it bigger? What's going to take it farther? Mm -hmm. uh, and really, it's just right now, it's like baking a cake. So I have shows that I perform. I have guest appearances, appearances that I go do. I have radio interviews that reach out to me. I have blessings like this, you yeah. know, you reaching out to me. And then on top of that, I have online, 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 online. I'm constantly, you know, in every direction. You know, I might pay for, you know, $6 worth of ads, you know, and run an ad for a day and see what I can. You know, I, I just, it's baking a cake. It's right now I'm just trying to figure out, I'm going in every direction possible, hoping that like the sun, I just burst in every direction. And that's, that's, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Really. I need the, I need some people to hit me up and let me know the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> let me know the secrets. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard. You know, I'm an independent artist. I'm not under a label. So I do everything myself. I fund everything myself. So, you know, I, f I figure everything out myself. I had to figure out publishing and licensing. I had to research. I had to study. And it's taken a lot of time, but it's worth it. I, f I feel like it's worth it because it's what I want to do. Yeah. Now, your your background is in marketing, though? Is so, yes. So I have, a, um, I have a diploma in social media marketing and um, content blogging. Mm -hmm. And then right now I'm a student at UHD. I just... I actually just did my classes today for fall. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I have like three more semesters left, and I'll have a, um interdisciplinary BA with a uh, minor in marketing. Nice. So, yeah, so, yeah, and then I just hang out on the Internet a lot, so I'm figuring things out with, with marketing. Yeah. And, you know, word, word of mouth is a big thing, too. I think we forget about that, you know. Yeah, that's uh, I do conventions for the podcast and comic books and art, and uh, that's always like I think like oh they don't care, and then I'll find them pop up on my Instagram I'm like hi I met you. You're like yeah, <laughs> I have that too. I yeah. somebody the other day was like I met you at Pride, and I went home and told my husband about you. Here I knew who you were. And I was like <laughs> it's so nice meeting you. I was like you too. You know, yeah. definitely think the experience of people you know meeting you and getting to know you is is a large part. You know. Mm -hmm. I think I'm always reminded of that, that sometimes you have a bad day, but you're like, this person, they, they only get like, they only get so many minutes and they, that impression that you leave on them is <laughs> what they're going to take away with you. Right. So, so I'm a country girl and yeah. my stepmother raised me from the age of four and she always taught me that. She yeah. said, you know, people's first impression is their last impression. Mm -hmm. And I kind of lived by that. I said, okay, you know, I mess up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> But I try to just be sweet and, you know, mm -hmm. kind, caring. I can get crazy, though. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you yeah. see that You see that emotional range in your songs, and I, I really enjoy that. Um, and you're not, it's, uh, some rappers you feel like they're putting on a character. You're like, are you actually like this? But with you, it feels really genuine. It's yeah. real. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. My friends make fun of me. They're like, I don't, sometimes you're just like the sweetest sunflower and sometimes you're like a tornado and like just will not stop. And I'm like, I know I have to control myself and I can't. So it just depends. It depends. I don't like to go there because when I go there, I go there and I don't, I don't like going to that place, you know, but I guess it's just, it's a, a lot of how we are in the South too. But like, it's just, we just don't take bullshit at all. We're not going to. Yeah. And so if you try to run me over, mm -mm, I will get you first or, you know, I'm coming for you. But I try to just, now that I'm older too, I just keep it cool and, you know, enjoy life. Very cool. So 
Now, uh, your your husband uh, is he uh, involved with your shows at all? Does he come along? He is. Yeah. He does a lot of my booking, and um, he he is dynamic. He helps me with a lot of stuff. He's a great guy. Very cool. We're um well we I I say spouse. He hasn't completely put a ring on it yet, oh, okay. but we've been together for eight years, mm. almost nine. Yeah. So you're, so, you're married. <laughs> right. That's yeah. what I'll say. I'm like, that's my spouse. That's my spouse. I don't always say that, but yeah, he's, he's a great guy. He really is. He's a good guy. He helps me. He helps with my video funding. He helped me with the realistic nightmare artistically he helped me figure it out. And he, um, he went to the art Institute for a little while and graphic designing. And then he went into like pipeline school and hmm. he has a lot of respect for art and he's talented. So he, he helps me. He brings a lot of you know, input to, to what I do as well. So it's a very and artistic a, household system. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're definitely artistic. <laughs> All of us. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's excellent. So yeah, we have fun. Yeah. Very nice. It's fun. It, uh, that's what it sounds like. Uh, even with a darker song, like realistic nightmare, the way that you approach it is just very like fun and very like, yeah, but I'm beyond mm -hmm. this now. And kind of thing. Right. I'm not, I'm, I have like a bubbly, giggly personality. So even when I'm like, can be mean or, or rude, it's still giggly and bubbly. I probably, probably almost humorous, I guess, but I, I laugh a lot and just, I, right now I'm just to the point where I'm just, I, I'm out of that dark place and I really just want to enjoy my life. Yeah. Maybe I should do some like happy, like I'm happy, like some happy songs. <laughs> yeah, change it up. Yeah. Right. Very bring cool. dynamic to the music <laughs> yeah so, sounds fun no it's, it's it's very good i'm i'm enjoying it so far um and uh i i'm i always happy to see uh the response that you get on your youtube on your instagram and stuff like that mm -hmm. but yeah. uh yeah yeah right now i'm just pushing and pushing and pushing and Right now, I just have a lot of people that are joining in and supporting, and, and as long as that keeps going, then we'll keep growing, and it's just going to keep going and going, and I'm I'm super excited. I'm, I love the feedback. I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going to go, and hopefully not where it ends, because I don't want it to ever end, you know, but what direction it goes in. I'm, I'm excited, and I love the feedback, so I'm welcome to anyone commenting, checking it out, let me know how they feel. I'm down with it. Very cool. Now, um, where is the best place? Now, this uh, episode is probably going to air sometime in November. Um, and That's my birthday month. Oh, okay. Well, happy birthday. Ahead of yeah. the schedule. <laughs> we'll, we'll make that announcement. when we're. What, what is your birthday? We'll try to release it on the... No, it's November 30th. It's the November last. 30th? Okay. We, will, we will try to do that or do it around there. So, very cool. Um yeah. So it's going to release then. So what? where can people keep up with your upcoming shows? So you can literally type in dumb blonde rapper into Google and it will pull up everything I have. It will pull up, um, I mean, any, any website. I have Reverb Nation, my Instagram, Facebook. Excuse me. I've been working on... Um, updating my shows more because a lot of people like this weekend, both those shows were last minute. They just hit me up and were like, Hey, it's tomorrow night or tonight. And so I, I don't go rush into the computer, you know? <laughs> so I need to keep up with that. But, um, I have like a band manager. I think that's what it's called. Right. Mm -hmm. That new app that's kind of getting picking up. I just have a lot of different stuff, but reverb nation is really where I post most all of my stuff. Um, or Instagram or mm -hmm. Facebook. I try to update those Twitter. YouTube. I try to update more than more than usual. Yeah. So, but yeah, you can literally type in "dumb blonde rapper" and anything, and boom, there I am. Perfect. So just Google "dumb blonde rapper" and get all yeah. the info you need. So, and do you? Oh goodness, that's my phone going off. Stop that. <laughs> You're good. I, I thought it was on silent. It tricked. At me. least you can hear it. That was a dude. <laughs> <laughs> you won't miss that phone call. Nope. <laughs> but uh yeah and uh so one thing I, I am curious to get your opinion about is uh because you work a lot online for your marketing um mm -hmm. are you at all made nervous by the uh new kind of algorithms that instagram has been putting out or youtube or stuff like that that uh sort of limit your reach and uh, 
somewhat I've had some restrictions. That's why I actually had to um start this new YouTube because I had they had restrictions on me mm. on the other YouTube. I don't even know what it was and I just deleted my account and started a new one. But um what intrigued me, what's the what I'm out of the loop on this new algor algorithm. What yeah. what's the details? Well, I guess now it, I'm nervous. <laughs> well, if you use the same kind of tags over and over again, it mm -hmm. uh, the algorithm spots you as being a bot. So so and so it will stop you and it, it limits uh, it means it's shadow bans, which basically means that your hashtags uh, won't work. So it's like if you put up your post with no hashtags and uh, so you I can't use right. hashtags too, like hashtag yeah. dump on hashtag dumb on rapper on like everything. Yeah. So, huh. I'm going to have to research this. Yeah. That's, that's it, crazy. But I, I will agree. Like the, some of these, this, the bot thing has kind of gone crazy yeah. on the internet. So I, I actually watched a documentary the other day and like this woman was in a room and had hundreds of phones mm. and she was just, and I was like, whoa, like this was her job. Yeah. Like that's intense. That's crazy. That is, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. guess in it's effective. I guess like you yeah. always have more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe there's a better way of going about doing it. I don't know. No, I, I have no clue. Don't ask me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the answers. But that is scary though, because I don't. I I don't want to have any restrictions. Was no. like. I don't like being bound or boxed or anything. So when it comes to the word restrictions, like my alarms go off. Yeah. <laughs> no restrictions. Yeah. Don't it, restrict me. Yeah. It's, it gets a little weird. Uh, it, in some ways it feels like artists are the ones who get hit the hardest because you're trying to publicize yourself. And it's almost like those uh, specific venues like Instagram or YouTube that they want to be able to monetize off of what you do. And if you're just saying like, oh, no, I'm just putting it here and then people can come to my shows or buy my CDs, then yeah. they're not collecting anything off of you. Yeah, so. you know, at the end of the day, with especially with large um, mm -hmm. businesses, I feel like it's definitely all about the money. That's how they're mm -hmm. running business, you know. But as far as the consumer, if it negatively affects us, then maybe we should just start a new site somewhere else or something. <laughs> I don't know. We should boycott. Circumvent it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Do something. Yeah. But then speaking but. about financial, uh, if you did get a sponsorship, uh, who, who would your ideal sponsor be? Uh, right now, I'm waiting to hear back from Coca-Cola. That's I'm right. To them. Yeah. So I'm still waiting back from them. They're, they have a lot going on. But um. I don't know. A lot of people have been talking to me about, hey, you need to look for endorsements and you need to look for sponsorships. And I actually do have my sponsorship letter and my endorsement letter done, but I haven't moved forth on that. Mm. Um, I did start a Kickstarter today. So we'll see how that goes. I'm working on just funding some new videos. I have three songs that I'll be recording this weekend. Okay. Three songs. So I'm trying to get a Kickstarter because I am independent and, you know, mm -hmm. it costs, it's an investment. So, but, um, yeah, so I want to record these songs and I want to do three new videos and just get some new material out and just try to push forward. And then my next thing will be, yeah, I'm going to have to look for a sponsorship because I want to do maybe like a tour or try to see if I can start a tour or get on a tour or do a small tour. I want to start somewhere, yeah. you know, so I just have to figure it out. But it would be great to have a sponsorship. Yeah, <laughs> it would be great. I've actually emailed. I actually did. When I made the letter, I emailed a few people and I didn't hear back. So I was like, am I doing this correctly? And then I go back to researching and it's like, you know, it consumes your time on trying to figure out if you're even doing it right. Yeah. You know? I hate it because I'm like, I don't abide by the law, like the rules. I just want to email you and you'd be like, you're awesome. Here's here's a sponsorship. <laughs> you know? But you know, there's a code of conduct, I guess. Yeah. You're a creative. You don't want to be hinged by those kind of codes of conduct. No. 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 And sometimes I just want to make things easier because, you know, like you have to go through the letter process and you have to send the letter and you have mm -hmm. to like this. And I literally had to Google, like, how do I write a sponsorship letter? Right. <laughs> and I, sometimes I just want to be like, hey, this is me. I'm authentic. This is how I feel. What do you think? You know, I wish it was that easy. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> uh, 
No, but you're doing great, and and your music's getting out there, and and hopefully you'll gain some new fans from this episode. So thank you, thank yeah. you for having. Me. I really appreciate it, oh, and no. it's been speaking to you. Yeah, very excited about it. Um, and just in closing, can you give us a hint, just a wee little hint about your your upcoming songs? What what do we have to look forward to? I do. I have a song called Run. And um, it's actually a female remix to the song Walk by Commithazine. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. He's just getting out there as well. So I'm doing that one. That's just a short little female remix. But um, I wrote a song called Caged. And that, I think, is going to be like my next wow after Realistic Nightmare. Um, it's just basically about being caged. And I don't, I don't want to be caged. Don't cage me. No. <laughs> in any way shape or form don't don't do it because i will bust out <laughs> so it, it's gonna be a really good song and then um i have a third song that i am working on it's called i am tired and it's just about the things in life that i'm just tired of but i still keep going and keep pushing and moving and try to change even though sometimes things are hard to change so yeah, but the, I think the cage will be the big one. That's that's the one that I'm really looking forward to recording this weekend. It's gonna be fun, and I already have the idea for the video. Awesome! It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting. All right, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, Thank okay, you. so everybody, if you want to Google Dumb Blonde Rapper, you should be able to keep up with her and uh, all the shows that she's going to have. You're mostly in the Houston area right now? I am. Right now I am. I'm mostly in Houston and surrounding Texas areas. I will be in Louisiana in the end of July, and I'll be um, in the South Louisiana, and then I'll, I'll be in North Louisiana. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, still in the South, though, for right now. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> we, we like the South. Uh, me and my husband, actually, we uh, took our honeymoon in Savannah, Georgia, and oh yes yeah. i love georgia we, we, do, we do love georgia so. <laughs> yeah did y'all get some peaches georgia peaches uh oh let's see it was october so it was ah. it wasn't quite peach season yet so right but did uh, you get some pumpkins <laughs> <laughs> so not that we could bring home with us unfortunately well but, i hope it's fun yeah yeah well, thank you did so you like much. weather oh did i like that i i love the weather in um every time except for summer there mm, it's so hot yeah <laughs> it's so hot i think it was like 99 today mm -hmm. yeah it's so yeah it's mm. it's very hot and humid and um you know I, I i can deal with it it's it's not the worst thing in the world but it's it's just mm -hmm. a lot to you know, like you wake up and you're like oh i have to deal with this now <laughs> okay yeah you're like air conditioner i'm gonna work <laughs> the computer today <laughs> yeah yeah or go to the pool that's like the two oh, options the AC, that's the only option. There are no other. Yeah. Back when so. it was cheaper, we used to go to the movie theater and stuff like that. But uh, oh, yeah. there's so much to do in Houston. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Right. Yeah. There's so much to do. You should come visit. I, I should, actually. <laughs> I've got some, some friends and some listeners out in the Texas area. So I definitely will try, will try. I'm also, too, trying to do some meet and meetups and stuff like that for the show. And yeah. That would be fun. That would be very cool. But, uh, yeah, uh, Houston always looks – Houston and Austin always are the ones that kind of catch my eye. So mm -hmm. uh, is there a really good music scene in Houston? Uh, it is, but also, I hear Austin's better. I actually have only traveled through Austin. I have not just been to Austin. But they have a South by Southwest, Yeah, um, which is really big. I'll actually be attending this year. Um, I plan to. So this oh, will nice. be my first year. Will you be yeah, performing but or just attending? Um, right now just attending. So, but I actually have, um, my, who was working as my management, he's actually doing something else right now work-wise. So I'm actually mm -hmm. seeking, um, some new management help, but yeah, he had already sent out emails. So we're just waiting right now. Nice. Sometimes waiting game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but hopefully, yeah, it'd be awesome to perform Southwest Southwest. But oh, yeah. um, Houston does have a great music scene and it's a great underground music scene and they're very welcoming when I first started. They just took me in, and they were awesome. They were awesome. So Houston has some really good music, too. I feel like Austin is more like coffee bar, guitar, okay. you know, what I see. And Houston is more like rap, hip-hop, but then they also have, like, classical and pop. And, oh, cool. um, yeah, there's, like, a lot of stuff going on. So. Oh, wow. That sounds yeah. wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> That sounds great. So, yeah. okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show.
And thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It was great to get to talk to you, and hopefully we'll do it again sometime soon. It was fun. All right. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this installment of Creeping Wave Radio. And uh, if you heard us talking about the You Mind in there, well, that is a real podcast that you can listen to. It is the podcast of Napoleon Doom, the character from the show, and also myself. Uh, and uh, we interview all these strange and supernatural creatures that uh, lurk in the shadows of your home and under your bed and everywhere else that you don't want to be. So if you guys want to check that out, just uh, we are do you mind? And uh, you can go ahead and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on all sorts of places. And of course, the links are going to be in the description below. If you want to help the podcast out a little bit, then you can always go to patreon.com slash lucidnap. Or if you're not down with Patreon, then you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash lucidnap and make shorter, smaller, cuter, one-time donations. That helps too. And I just want to let you guys know that we are going on to a little bit of a break. Uh, in between, uh, this is going to be the last episode for the first half of this season, and then the season is going to be coming back next year. Uh, I just got some stuff I want to try and uh, get done. I've got some stuff I want to try and do for uh, my cast and my crew, if I can pull it together. So uh, <laughs> it uh, it's going to be pretty interesting, but uh, it'll definitely be worth the wait. So I uh, hope you guys will join us for the second half of the season. So I just wanted to thank you for listening to the show and uh, for your general interest in all this silliness. And thank you so much to my Patreons, The Gramerica Show and Nikki Benfield. Okay, everybody. So, see you next year. Bye. <laughs>